Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm joined by marriage and family therapist and sex educator, Jamie Waxman, to talk about everything from too much porn to talking to your kids about sex ed. Topics include the ups and downs to watching porn because, hey, everything is great in moderation. Ways you can talk to anybody in your life about sex, whether it's your partner or your kids. What to do to get your sexual stamina up and how to figure out the exact way your partner wants to be dominated. All this and more. Thanks for listening. You often ask me about new ways to connect with your partner and keep things super hot. Well, I've got the solution that will add adventure to your sex life in all the right ways. The Jive from WeVibe is the perfect way to experience discreet pleasure that you can wear alone or have a partner control. It's an insertable vibe that allows you to feel pleasure wherever and whenever. And when you pair it with the WeConnect app on your phone, you can cycle through the Jive's 10 vibration patterns. Wear it on your date night or running errands. Hey, there's no rules. It's also fun to build custom vibes so you experience different sensations or hand control over to your partner and let them surprise you whether they're across the table or across the country. And because it's from WeVibe, you know this thing is packing the power. To get your jive, visit sexwithemily.com slash WeVibe. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash WeVibe today. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. But you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, check out sexwithemily.com. Find us on all social media at Sex with Emily. And you can also catch me Monday through Friday from 5 to 7 p.m. on Sirius XM Radio, Stars Channel 109, for even more awesome sex talk. We give you some sex in the news, we've got guests, and mostly we're helping a lot of people just call in with their sex and relationship questions, kind of like what we do here on our call shows, except I am live and ready to take your calls 10 hours a week. So I hope you guys call in, and if you want to try out SiriusXM, you can do that. Get a free 30-day trial at sexwithemily.com sxm. So I wanted to give you guys, my podcast listeners, a little taste of what you might be missing on SiriusXM. So my dear friend Jamie Waxon came by and it was such a good conversation. We took calls, we had really good meaningful conversations and also helped a lot of listeners. So I want you to know that if you don't have SiriusXM, you can still call in and get your questions answered in the moment. 888-947-8277, any weekday, 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 10 Eastern. So I really hope you enjoy this interview with marriage and family therapist and sex educator, Jamie Waxman. And again, you want to get a free trial, you can go to SiriusXM, get a free 30-day trial at sexfamily.com slash SXM. I want to welcome Jamie Waxman, sex therapist. We wrote a book together called Hot Sex. She works for the Center of Healthy Sex, and you can check her out at waxmansextherapy.com. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Emily. Hi. I love seeing your face. I love seeing you, too. I know too. everybody else can't see your face right now. I, <laughs> I love seeing you. I know. I'm so happy you're here, James. Thanks for having me. I love how we met. We wrote a, a hot sex. We, we actually, hot sex brought us together. Yes. But not in the way you might think. We actually got matched up. 
To you write know. a book, paired up to write they a sex book. They say that sometimes matchmaking really works. It does right? work, you right? Know? Right. Jamie was in LA and I was in San Francisco at the time. We did the book, we did the things. And um, yeah, and everyone can still check it out if they want to buy our book. Mm-hmm. It's Hot still sex. a very pretty book. It is a bit. It's right here. We brought it out in case you wanted to walk down memory lane. Oh, there's so <laughs> many other things. There are a lot of things for us to talk about. And Jamie is a marriage and family counselor mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. And you focus a lot on sex. I do. I also have my master's in sex education and I've been a sex educator for over 15 years. So I've really liked talking about sex and I really like talking to people about their relationships and their sex lives. And I just get such satisfaction as I imagine you do because it's so hard for people to find someone that they can talk to these things about. So to have someone that they feel safe and not judged with, it's just it's just a, an honor to have that sort of role in people's lives. Yeah. Really, and Jamie, I know you're so you're so good at it. <laughs> Jamie's actually can be my part-time sex therapist sometimes, right? See, you're never done. You're never done, right? It's true. We're always learning. So, yes. so Jamie, so tell me, we were interesting because we were having dinner. We mm-hmm. had a really good dinner. That was fun. I, I love seeing you. For I know dinner. it's always fun, and we found out that we're actually neighbors, which is yes. awesome. Like because I moved and you moved, and it's amazing. So I was thinking, I was t- you were talking about your practice, and and I was asking you because I've been so curious lately. We, you know, what what have the impacts of porn been? Everyone's like, oh, it's people think it's scary and it can change you know is porn bad for me is it good and people are like is it am I addicted am I not and I know that you've been seeing and you actually see patients who come in with certain yeah with porn certain challenges. problems around porn yeah and I, I want to just say to start that you know everything in moderation is always a good way to look at things right however and and also that I've been very porn positive my entire career my entire life really and still am yep and also notice that as a result of sex education being primarily porn for a lot of people the internet the access people have to porn pe- people using porn when they're not in relationships or even in conjunction to relationships, it really has taken a toll on a lot of sexual relationships and a lot of intimacy. I mean, you can look, social media would be another thing, I would say, but when it comes to sex, porn has really sort of... um, it's done a little, There, there's times where it can do some damage in a relationship for sure. And I see a lot of it in male clients that come on in who have erection issues. Uh, it's really common. Um, either they can't get an erection, maintain an erection, get off with a certain partner. Sometimes it's just because they've been masturbating so much in one way that that's the way that they get off. Or they've also seen sex in a certain way and think like, this is the epitome of sex. And if I'm just having sex with one person, that's so boring and I can't really get into it. So there's, and they're not, again, not talking about it. This is being done in secret. Right. And shame and secrecy and isolation, all of that comes together and makes this, creates this problematic use of porn. Right, exactly. And that's the thing. I don't, everyone, guy who's listening going, oh no, I, I watch porn. Is this going to happen to me? We're not saying that because no. I'm with you like pro porn in many ways. But so what happens if you see someone and he comes in and he says, you know what? I, I no longer can get erections with my partner, or with my wife because, um, I'm watching a lot of porn. Like, what, where do you go yeah. from there? I mean, I start with the real, like, limit your porn use kind of mantra. I'm very directive in, I think sex therapy is often more directive than a lot of other therapy. So I would ask people, I, I do harm reduction, right? So I'm not going to ask you to abstain from porn use, but I'm going to ask you to maybe take it down a notch. So if you're watching it three times a day or five times a day, and this is really, this happens a lot. I'm going to ask you to watch it once a day. And then in a few weeks, I'm going to ask you to not watch it every day, or I'm going to ask you to start three times a day and go to one time a day and whatever works with you. But we're going to talk about 
what kind of porn use you're you're doing first. That's going to be the first question. Okay. And then from there, I'm going to also find out what kind of porn you're watching, because that's going to play a big part in this. If again, if you're in a very vanilla monogamous relationship and you're watching orgies and like you know stranger sex and all of this stuff, well, there's there's something there's a disconnect going on and either it's going to be exploring the fantasy not necessarily the reality with your partner or admitting to the fantasy to start with but it's really gonna I want to make people really aware and present around what they're watching a lot of people are just it's like numbing it it's comfort exactly. so you have to be present to where you're at so what kind of porn so first of all your your patients are comfortable telling me Talking about it, yeah. I mean, they they've whether already got they there. find me through like you know my own website or through Center for Healthy Sex, they're coming in to talk about sex, yeah. and that's amazing too because a lot of marriage and family therapists they don't talk about they sex. They really don't, which amazes me. It's amazing. They don't get the training. No, and they, they don't ask when they're seeing couples. They don't ask them how's your sex life. It just seems how quite... often do you have sex? Yeah. What's it like? You know, how long does it last? So I really find that um, being able to say like, look we'll get into this when we get into this, but we're here to talk about sex. So in the first assessment, the first day I meet somebody, I'm going to ask them questions about their sex life just to get them warmed up. Even if they're not ready to answer everything, let's just talk about what you are able to do, what you're comfortable with. And, you know, you... And then go from there. Yeah. yeah I mean, I think that, yeah, you're right. If they show up at your door, they're, they're ready to talk about it. So how hard is it for men? Like, I feel like um, that... That they can actually, you know, stop. Is it? Do you ever say don't watch porn and then go back to the good old fashioned using your, your memory, using your mind, using your own fantasy life? I always want to go there at some point, or I want to use porn in the relationship if the other person is comfortable. But yes, if you say to somebody who's coming in and is watching a lot of porn, don't watch porn. It's kind of like saying to somebody who loves chocolate, don't eat any chocolate. It's going to be everywhere around you, but don't touch it, right? right. So it's really hard to go cold turkey. Now there are some people who can do it, and that's great. But it's it's going to take a lot of determination and you know if you work from home it's going to take a lot of being there's a if lot you of work from home like when I worked from home I was like well it is my job like yeah. it's time to masturbate again right yeah. I've got to so get an office you know right I get it so instead of saying don't do this thing say do this a little less and let's just see what happens if you don't do it every day or if you want to do it you call your partner or you text your partner something sexy or you you know go you take a walk like let's see what other behavior we can incorporate because the good news is if you stop or you reduce the use most of the time you're going to be able to go and have sex in different ways you're going to be able to connect with your partner or partners again in different ways but you have to be willing to do this for the relationship to get right. to get healthier because it got what it's almost like we're rewiring yes our brain and the way that we're thinking about sex the kind of sex we're having and 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 it can't be that's a good news well I mean even like be. looking back if when you go back when you first a lot of people first are caught with porn they're not of an age necessarily where a lot of people would talk to them about sex and what people will do is say don't watch that don't do this so there's no language also around it instead of saying what did you just see do you want to talk about it right so even thinking about if you have people in the house who maybe aren't being sexually active but have access to porn that there's a really good conversation to start having now which is just like what did you see tell me what you saw let's talk about it so that I can tell you what a healthy relationship looks like 
that's so smart. So people with kids, let's say, because yeah. there was a study that came out to say today, Jamie, that kids see porn at like by the age of eighteen, age almost of, every single kid has seen. Yeah. Porn. Oh, but it was like young there, boys. It was like five. Well, it says was it? here about like thirty-eight percent of men uh, first exposed to porn by age um, eleven to fifteen. Yeah, and yeah. I've read that by age eighteen, I think it's less than one percent of men have not watched some. I've not seen some sort of porn. Right. So, okay. So what happened? So with, I mean, this is such a great point. I remember, you know, I had a family friend, um, his kid saw porn at like eight and he was Googling on his phone, like, you know, ladies with big titties, like, pretty ladies with boobies or something. And it's like, and he, you know, what, what do you do? So you're saying that if you, if you see it, because parents, like most parents would do what you said. They yeah. say, no, 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 don't ever do that. Wait. And then I'm just going to, if I was a kid, I'd be like, let me wait till mom and dad leave because that's yeah. a, absolutely what I want to do. I mean, what kid wants to talk to their parent <laughs> about sex, right? So when a parent yeah. says to me, tell you, when a parent says, tell me what you saw, let's talk about what you saw. And then all of a sudden, a lot of the shame goes away. And a lot of this idea that it has to be secret and that I, I'm not allowed to do this is not there and the kid says well I saw big boobs oh okay well what was why did you decide to look for that right now and let me tell you why right now isn't the best time to be looking at this and then what would you say I would say you know this is something that if big boobs are a thing right Mm -hmm. like yeah well I might say yeah as women get older their boobs get bigger but let's not but right now you're too young to be really concerned about a woman's breasts right like what else is going on in your life you're gonna have your whole adult life to look at boobs what what makes you want to look at them right now? Well, Bobby showed them to me. Oh, <laughs> right. well, what did Bobby tell you about? Right? So right. I would keep really keep it point. normalized. Normal and just like, you didn't do anything wrong. And I want to talk to you about why right now a healthy sex life doesn't involve you ogling over big breasts. Right. Exactly. Okay, so so what about, because I get this a lot about parents who have kids who are of it. They're like 12, 13, but they say... Well, they haven't asked me yet, so I'm not going to say anything. Or they had sex ed in school. So how, and and you're right, a lot of kids don't want to talk to their parents about sex. I might say if like a parent, if a kid had sex ed in school, I might say, what did you learn about sexuality in school? Is there any, do you have any questions? Is there anything you you want to talk to me about? My, I mean, I have a five-year-old daughter and from a young age, I've been giving her like books, like Corey Silverberg has a fantastic book called What Makes a Baby. It's not, it doesn't go into the ins and outs of sex, but it goes into eggs and sperm and IVF and all these other wonderful ways that you can have children. And my daughter understands that women have eggs and men have sperm. And I don't make it as if that's like wrong to know. That's that's biologically, you know, a factor. That's that's normal. So I'm not do it using it in a sexual way. Right. I'm using this more in an educational way. Right. So but what about when kids, which is great. I love that. Your daughter's adorable being like, well, seeing a pregnant woman in the street. So I know how that happened. With sperm, <laughs> but that's such a smart way to do it. But but I feel like my mom, so she always said to me, well, if you have any questions, yeah, ask Yeah, but no me. kid's going to ever ask. I didn't even know what the questions were until years later. And I was like, oh, mom, my friend just told me I should be having orgasms. I was like 20. And then I said, I don't know. I didn't know that or about masturbation. So I'm wondering what 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 could have been happened, what could have been done so I would have known about it. I mean, I think I wish right- we talked about masturbation and pleasure to kids when they're younger and I feel like it. right now Scarlet Teen is one of the best resources that you can give an, an adolescent slash teenager about sexuality Heather Corinna has spent years and, and millions of people have been really helped by looking at this website and just saying you know if even if you saw your kid looking at big boobs you know and before you go there let's go to this site where you can learn a lot of what you need to know for when you're older I think just knowing the resources that are out there or and also by 
offering the resource, your kid knows that you're somebody that they can come back to potentially to talk about this stuff. And I think that's so important. And we also have to train parents too. That is important because so kids know that you're a resource for them and not because what happens is when parents are doing the opposite, which would be shaming and blaming maybe or like yelling at them for the first time they masturbate. They don't remember when they were three years old and they said, no, honey, that's dirty. Do that when you're alone or don't ever do it. That's when it starts. And I think it's okay to say do it when you're alone, but to say it's dirty that, you know, that might feel really good and it might give you a lot of pleasure. And this is something that you don't do in front of other people. (laughs) Right. Right. So again, the sh- taking the shame factor out, being able to say, don't do this in front of somebody else. I mean, yes, you don't want your child, you know, sitting on the school bus and masturbating, right. but you want to be able to say it in a way where they don't feel bad about what they did because right. they don't understand. They don't have that logical brain. I mean, the female brain isn't fully developed till we're 25. Right. Exactly. Which is so important. It's amazing. To, it's so important to remember that. That we are like we're still in de- we're still developing. So if you do have kids at home to talk about them, just in a, in in a smart way without the shame and blame, because we do that. So I'm sure that a lot of you see couples as well. Yeah, and for the record, I don't actually work with kids because of right. my focus on sexuality, but yeah. I feel it's really important I to start too. educating at a young age. Just, I mean, even I remember a, a sex educator friend of mine saying her daughter once said, "Mom, I'm sexy," and her mom said, "Sexy is an adult word. We don't use that to describe ourselves or describe ourselves until we're adults." But not you can't call yourself sexy or you won't be sexy one day or don't say that, right? Not putting any shame around it, just putting a boundary I I think it's so important to create boundaries in our lives it's what keeps things healthy when we're too flexible in our boundaries we give up too much and that comes to relationships and communication and having a healthy sex life if we don't have boundaries then we don't feel good about where we're going and where we are so boundaries are tough though for people they're hearing boundaries what do you mean by that you know so I'm sure that a lot of the the clients, patients, call them patients. You see, clients, patients that you see in your practice. Like, let's say, clations. a typical, is there a t- clients? Is there a typical like couple that comes in with you that is like there's something around this? Because a lot of what I do is help people, you know, talk about. It. I'm sure that you know they're yeah. coming in. Is what have you seen lately? Is there anything? I mean, I do see a lot of pain. So that caller you had, Suzanne, around the vaginal uh-huh. pain piece, that's so normal and typical and and, and more common than people think. Um, I see a lot of desire discrepancy or What's so that, yeah. So one partner has a higher desire. Mismatch than, libido. Mismatch. I would say that's the most common thing that I see too. Or somebody wants to try something and the other person is not into it. And instead of feeling empowered by what they want to try, they feel just disempowered by the other partner not validating their experience. I think the validation of any experience in relationship or in whatever is so important. Val- validation from our families when we're growing up, validation from our partners, just even if we don't agree with the experience, just being heard, seen, and validated changes everything. So give me an example of that in your practice. So like for an for example, like, you know, if somebody says, I don't want to try this thing because I think it's disgusting, right? And the other partner's like, well, you mean you're not going to put a ball gag in my mouth and like tie my feet up and hang me by, you know, because you think it's disgusting. And the partner's like, yeah, even just saying, okay, I, I hear that you think it's disgusting and I respect that. And let me explain to you what, why it turns me on, right? Instead of getting into a fight and, and, we often go and avoid each other. Yeah. I mean, that was not the best example, right. but we often go and avoid each other instead of actually 
um, try and talk about what's going on. We want to isolate and just get away. We've been hurt and we, we're going to reject the other person. And I think instead of rejecting, we just need to reflect back to one another what we hear the person saying and not try and necessarily change them in that moment, but accept them. And then from there, work on how can we come together. Right, because that's the validation ex- accepting part because I feel like because sex for people, so many people associate sex with shame. They've been shamed forever. That yes. Either they don't bring it up and they just, isn't it interesting, Jamie, do you find this, that you find people, they're like, well, I br- we talked about it. And you're like, well, what did you say? They're like, well, it was one time I said I want to have a threesome and she said she would divorce me if I brought it up again. So I haven't. And she thought it was disgusting. Like, that's it. Yeah. And so I assume forever. And then, then maybe that partner who was scorned, like it just becomes this whole snowball effect. Totally. And it happens all the time. All the time. So you kind of got to go back and realize that like, and you know, the way that you talk about these things is that when your partner brings up sex, knowing that they're probably coming from a vulnerable, they are coming from a vulnerable place. They may never have talked to anybody about it. So as much as you can put aside whatever judgments or just listen and say thank you and like reflect. And I think like you just said, if I go back to my example, just being able to say, wow, it must have been really hard for you to ask for what you wanted and that, you know, to ask for the ball gag and the ties and to be hanging, you know, upside down on the chain. And I just really appreciate that you felt safe sharing that with me. Again, changing everything by acknowledging and validating that the other person has an experience that is not exactly the same as yours or desire. Which is common. Now, do you ever... So so I think that's great because I think also talking about this is that there's ways to have fantasies come true that aren't necessarily what they think. So let's say the ball gag, for example. We'll go back to that. They might be okay with just a blindfold, mm-hmm. right? Because it was something about domination, let's say. So just because your partner might have said something, want, like there's ways to kind of make right. fantasies work for both of you. Yeah. And just talking through, dirt, talking dirty about yeah. a threesome and not actually having a threesome. That works. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So there's other ways to play with it. It's not as absolute, as, as dire as you might think. There's This is what I love about sex and talking about sex is that people you know we make it such this huge thing and that really by talking about it in healthy ways where you support each other your whole world opens up sexually yeah it's not black and white it is 50 shades of gray it is 50 shades of gray jamie waxman thank you so much for being here we're going to uh take a break and when we come back i'm taking your calls with jamie waxman I love when I run into listeners of the podcast in the real world. You always ask such great sex questions. And you also ask me, is the womanizer really that good? Or tell me more about the womanizer, which doesn't surprise me because it's still the top search term on sexwithemily.com. The good news is I could talk about the womanizer all day. I call it the clip whisper because it seems to know exactly what I want. I didn't think they could top the womanizer to go, the one that's shaped like a lipstick. But guess what? They did. The latest womanizer is called the Starlet. It's got all the power of the original, but it's super tiny. It literally fits in the palm of your hand. The womanizer uses patented pleasure air technology to indirectly stimulate your clitoris with gentle suction and air pressure. It's so effective. Some women have an orgasm in 60 seconds. If you haven't tried a womanizer, now is the time. There are a bunch of different models, but trust me, all of them are the sure thing. To order your Womanizer Starlet, click on the Womanizer banner on my site or find it at goodvibes.com slash Emily. I am so excited to let you know you can now hear Sex with Emily live five days a week on Sirius XM Radio. You'll find me in Stars Channel 109, Monday through Friday at 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. But don't worry, the podcast is staying right here. My brand new radio show will have everything you love about Sex with Emily and more. Because 
every day I'll be interviewing guests, sharing the latest news, and my favorite part, taking your calls live on the air two hours every weekday. If you're a SiriusXM subscriber, you already know how great it is. If you never tried it, get a free trial for 30 days. Just go to sexwithemily.com SXM. That's sexwithemily.com SXM today to try SiriusXM for yourself. See you there. Okay, we're back, and I'm here with Jamie Waxon, and we are talking to you. All right. What's going on? We're going to Gary. He's 48 in the Southeast, and I believe this is the first question that's come through in your two shows about stamina in bed. I love it. Okay. Hey, Gary. Hey, how's it going? Good. Tell me what's going on. I'm just trying. I'm dealing with a, I don't know if you'd say a lack of stamina, but it's just that when me and my wife are having sex, I want to be able to go longer. And mm-hmm. there's times where I just feel like I can only go for two or three minutes. And then that's just all I can do, you know, not to, you know, to come at that point. And, and I feel like that I need, I want to be giving her more of than course. that. Of course. Yeah, I get it. Sure that she, you know, and most of the time we climax together, even in that short window of time. But, like, it can, I want to go beyond that, you know, five-minute yeah. window or whatever. Yeah, no, I understand that. I don't that. Really so, know how Okay. Well, you came to the right place. No <laughs> pun intended. Uh, this is where you should come. Gary, so you're 48 years old. Has this been something that's been going on for a while, or is this fairly new for you to not last as long as you'd like? Um, I wouldn't say it's been, you know, I've noticed it more in the last year or so okay. than probably you know, in previous or whatever. Okay. Yeah, that typically happens with men. It could be, you know, testosterone and kind of drop in your late 40s. There could be some other things going on. But I think, how's your foreplay situation? Do you guys, like, warm each other up? No, every, yeah? It's more, it's more me probably warming her up than anything else. And then she wants, you know, she wants penetration at that point in okay. time. Okay. Yeah, you know, I understand. That's right cool. In. Because sometimes I think for men, too, we think, okay, you should always get hard and stay hard, but well, you might need a little foreplay, too, to keep it going. And sometimes I think a lot of this has to do with, you know, it could be something going on physically, but typically it's in our minds. You're like, uh-oh, I'm not getting hard. I'm not hard. Oh, there you go. Not hard anymore. So I think, like, it's okay to say, you know, to get hard, you go soft. She, you know, she can go down on you. She can please you. So there's ways that you guys can can work together to kind of, you know, help well, with the stamina. It's not going soft. It's just... Oh, you jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. You're coming. You're coming before you want to. Um, Okay, so there's. Um, have you ever? So how do you ever try doing your your kegel exercises? Can really help men last longer, stay harder, longer. Edging during you know masturbation. There's some ways that you can kind of learn your own ejaculatory control for guys. Like, you know, there's ways that she could also work with you, so you can learn before you're about to go over. It's kind of a practice for men. Um, And then there's also something that we love around here called Promescent, which is a quickly absorbing delay spray that can help men last longer in bed. It doesn't transfer to your partner. These are some things that we, we talk a lot about on the show different ways. Um, Jamie, do you see people in your practice? I do. Um, and I think, I mean, one of the things I might say is, first of all, what positions are you using? Because if you have like a go-to position or three, maybe finding a position that isn't as enticing can can get you to last a little longer. I'm not sure if that's something that you've tried and the other thing that it doesn't it sounds like it might 
start out feeling a little bit like a drag, but is to actually stop and and, and actually let your erection go down. And then you have to build right. it back up, right? Which, right, exactly. That's what I was I was thinking. Yeah. Because it's a whole host of things. But to kind of not get attached to that. but And yeah, exactly. Let yourself build up before you... And like you were saying it. about foreplay, like bringing it back into the middle of play. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't have to just be four. It could be middle and almost right. at the end of play, exactly. right? Exactly. So. Like, right. We think of sex as so linear. When I think it's really hot when you can make sex last a long time by going in and out of, of, of foreplay and sex and kind of playing with it. And that, to me, you guys have been together with your wife. It could be really hot. That could be the variety that you need, you know, to kind of switch things up and not think about it as in such a linear way. Okay. And what was the, you said something about a spray? Yeah, it's called Promescent. And Promescent is a quickly absorbing delay spray. You can find it, I think, is it on our site or you can Google it. And um, on our site, you can find it at sexwithemily.com. We talk about it a lot. A lot of men love that. You can last twice as long and um, doesn't transfer to your partner. So try that out, Gary. Let me know how it goes. I love that it doesn't transfer to your it partner. It doesn't transfer. You wait 10 minutes. It's, people have a lot of success with it. Wow. It gets amazing. Yeah, it's it's pretty good there's a lot of other things out there but i really like promescent so try that out and keep your partner in the mix too gary with this talk to her about it so it becomes both of you you guys give us a call 888-94-STARS that's 888-947-8277 i'm here with jamie waxman we're talking about sex this is fun all right let's go to sue she's 60 years old in washington and she's recently bought her 20 year old son a sex toy. Go I love it. Hey, Sue. So what'd you buy? Hi. Hi. So nice to talk to you back. Um, well, what he did the other day, he's, um, he's 15 and a half, uh, kind of immature, but I've always been really open with him about sex. And so he came to me the other day and he was real embarrassed, but he finally said, I want you to buy me something. And he had to write it down and it just said toy. Oh. So I said, um, I said, uh, sure. I, tried to talk to him about it a little bit, but he was real embarrassed. So I said, you know, go ahead and look. Um, he, he bought it. He had to pay me back, but I used my credit card. And then it came like two days later. Well, I'm divorced, and my luckily I have a very um, good ex-husband. We share everything about our son. So I sent him this text just saying, oh, do you want to ask for a sex toy? And I, and, uh, I let him order one. And he's like, WTF? And he was just so upset. So we finally talked, and I said, I don't understand the problem. He's not out there having sex and possibly getting a girl pregnant and possibly getting an STD. And he said, no, I'm afraid that he'll just want to do that and he'll never want to be with (laughs) Right, 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 right. Exactly. (laughs) Plot twist. Right. So, okay, so what kind of toy did you buy him first? Let's talk about that. What did he ask for? He He said he's 15? Yeah, he he picked it out. He went to that Adam and Eve site, Uh picked it out. We're fans. Use code Emily. It's a vagina thingy. A vagina um, thing, or a flashlight, perhaps. A flesh, yeah, it's fleshy. He did show it to me. Okay. Um, but it's like you put your penis in it, and then, you know, I didn't... It's like a male masturbation kind of sleeve. At it. Uh-huh. It is. Okay, yes. I guess that's what it's called. Yeah. And see, I've always... I was raised to be very open about sex. I've been open with him, and my ex-husband is, you know, a little bit more regular. Mm-hmm. He's just so worried about every little thing, and so, you know, wants to control everything. I think part of it is maybe he doesn't see his son as a sexual being yet. Right. So this is more concerned about your communication with your husband, your ex-husband, right? Yes, really. And like, I think he should have this toy. And my ex-husband is saying, no, take it away from him. I don't want him to have it. I don't think you can take it away from him. 
I think that continue. Yeah, I think that it's about it's about continuing to just talk to your to your son about it, and maybe to not get too reliant and dependent on the toy. And there's nothing wrong with there's no shame in it. But you know, like Jamie and I were talking about earlier, we can get so set in our ways, and we think, oh, I can only masturbate with this one thing, and he is so young at 15. So I don't have a problem with the toy. It's more about using it in moderation, just like everything else. So right, and I I actually told him his dad's concern. And uh, he's very, very worried about, you know, he really wants his dad to think the best of him. And so he actually gave me the toy back and said, I don't even want it. I don't want it. Oh, but see, but that's not I'm great. i talk about it. I don't think that's good either because then it's like a shaming thing. It is thing. a shaming it's thing. Sue, I'm so, so, yeah. Okay, so now I'm we've yeah, gone to like... <laughs> Yeah, because it is shaming. So now he's going to think that was wrong. And it's his dad. You know, it's so hard to talk to our parents about sex. Like when you're a boy, you can't win because you don't want to be judged, talk to your dad or your mom. And it's uncomfortable. Even women, it's hard. So, you know, young girls. So I think that the three of you might need to have a conversation about sex. The three of you should sit down and, you know, you don't have to tell your son we're all coming together. But when you guys, you know, when he's dropping him off, or you're picking up or something and say, let's talk about sex for a minute. And let's talk about your feelings around this because I don't want it to become a thing thing with him. And like, and explain, like, I think you really, because sometimes we think just because you said once to him, well, we don't want you to become reliant on it. He might have created a whole story in his 15-year-old head thinking, oh no, this is bad, what I do. And so really giving more information and letting him ask questions. You're asking questions, Jamie. Jamie Waxman. I think you're on the right track there. Emily. Yeah. 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 I so do. I really, and I want this to happen soon, Sue, because the fact that he gave it back and he, because here's what's gone. He's gone through this is that he got up the nerve to ask his mom. And Sue, you're cool. You got it. And then the dad comes down and now it's become a family thing. So the sooner we can kind of talk about this in a healthy way and then continue to talk about it, you're going to be great. And so is your son. And I think it'll bring you all closer together. Yeah. about talking about it but I just want it out there in the open well yeah I, I'm so I also I, think I, I, if I want- you model it where you guys are just having you and your husband or ex-husband are having the conversation and maybe your son's not so involved and in just watching he's watching you guys have healthy communication around a disagreement um, that could be really effective and helpful as well yeah because then he can make his own decisions yeah too. yeah I agree Susan he's getting mad at his dad and I said I said, no, do not get mad at dad. Everybody has their own opinion. Uh, yeah. No, I think that's I great. Be- I think you got to bring them all together here and um, all three of you and then have a healthy conversation and continue to have that conversation. Thank you so much, Sue, for calling. You guys give us a call. It's 888-94-STARS, 888-947-8277. This is Sex with Emily. I'm Emily Morse. I'm with Jamie Waxman. We're having so much fun tonight. So many great calls. Let's go to Peter. He's 50 in New Jersey and always your favorite. Uh, He wants to know how he can spice it up with his wife. I love it. Let's spice it up tonight. Hey, Pete. Thanks for calling. Hey, Emily. How are you? I'm so good. What's going on? Good. Nothing here. Nothing. So (laughs) I've been with my wife literally a lifetime. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. Long story, and I'll, I'll leave the details out, but literally we were together very young and still together uh it was a little hiatus but um things are for the most part okay um we've been through a lot of shit and earlier on um i feel like we've been on like every end of every relationship you can imagine you know of 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 issues that could happen and we've overcome that's how i look at it and it's a, overall it's a great relationship i think our sex life is like probably a 90 on a scale of great. 100 Amazing. But there's definitely something missing, and I can't put my finger on it. Hmm. 
Okay. My wife is one. Is, she's very, very dominant day to day. Right. But she's very submissive during the act of sex. Okay. And she, and I'm. I feel like I'm missing something that I can't put my finger on. Well, so that's she good. Says, yeah. I know that she likes it rough, like she likes it hard. Uh-huh. You know, in a sense. And I feel like I've done my part to try to do that, but right. I feel like it's still missing because I talked to her about it. And she shrugs it off like okay. I'm, not, I'm not. Okay, well, here's, this is good, though. So we have good information here. So your sex life is a 90. So, yeah, I want to clap for you like a 90 after spending <laughs> your lifetime together, okay? Like, yay. Like, most couples would not be a 90. So you're great. And you're actually trying to do what you think that she needs. So here's the thing. I get it. A lot of women are more, you know, submissive. A lot of strong women, submissive in bed. You know, I understand that. And she, she wants something specifically, but she can't really put her finger on it. That's why you can't either. So I think this is a case of you guys just saying, like, it's to, you know, you two figuring out together what really does turn her on. So it might be, you know, rougher sex. It might be she wants a blindfold. She might want some spanking. And, and she might not even know that she you just know that she wants to be dominated. So, you know, it could be a matter of like, watch, this is where porn is great. Finding some porn that might, you know, kind of perusing porn and she can show you like, this is what would really turn me on. This is specifically what I would like. Reading some erotica together and going to a sex toy store. I mean, there's little things that you, because you, you need more information from her. You do because you're not a mind reader. And this could be something that you guys figure out together. As long as, do you find that hot too? Like, do you want to be the dominant one, continue to be dominant? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, in the big picture, I'm, I'm really not, but I do, I do get off on it. You know, when we're having sex, I think it's, it's good. It's a good role play in my opinion. Yeah. But she knows, I feel she doesn't know what she wants. Okay. Because it's just that she just simply won't tell me and I've tried to pull it out of her, Mm. but you you nailed the head, you nailed it on the head with, with maybe watching porn. I did bring it up recently that maybe we should watch porn because point it out to me. Yeah. What am I missing? Because I'm missing, I'm missing something. Mm-hmm. I want to give it to her, but I'm not giving it to her correctly. Yeah. <laughs> There's also a great list in the book, Screw the Roses, Send Me the Thorns. And there is a list in the back of the book, um, and it says both dominant and submissive. And it lists a lot of different things that you might want to try with a number system. So you could go through some sort of list like that like with your yes, partner. Like the yes, no, maybe list. Yes, like a yes, no, maybe list. This is in particular to more kinky stuff. Um, and it's in the, it's just a page in this book at, that you can actually find online called Screw the Roses, Send Me the Thorns. And it's a checklist of different things that she may be open to. And again, if she doesn't have the words to express it or she's not sharing it for some reason and you find it and it sounds like she wants you to pull it out of her almost. Right. Yeah. That's great. That's great suggestion there, Jamie, because there are, if she can't do it, you give her example. And these yes, no, maybe lists, she can just kind of, it could be like, I want a whip. I want a flogger. I want a blindfold. I want dirty talk. Like she could really go down that list and you guys could do it together. And you're also allowed to find what turns you on. You never know what you're going to find out, Pete. So I think the two of you together could kind of reinvigorate this relationship and you're going to get to a hundred. So thanks for calling Pete. I think this is great. I think the two of you working on this together. I don't know, 105%. I want to hear, Pete, you got to call us back and let us know. Thanks for calling everyone and call us with your questions. We are here, 888-94-STARS, 888-947-8277. Jamie, I'm sure so many people call you with, or come in to see you with the spicing up. 
Oh, yeah. Every and I actually go through the lists with a lot, like different lists with a lot of couples so that they have different ways to communicate and I can be there to help negotiate yeah. when something comes that up. That is so great for couples. I love that. I think yeah. we should have had one of those on our site too, like the yes, no, maybe, right? Yeah, so good. definitely. Because people don't even know. They're like, I know what I want because she might not even really know and that's why she can't explain it. Yeah. You know, so it might have that she's withholding. It's more like she can't even put the words out. So great advice. Another call? All right. Steve, 52 in Canada. And uh, need some advice as his wife is going through, quote, the change. Ooh, the change. Hey, Steve. Hey, guys. How are you? How's everybody tonight? We are doing so well. We're having so much fun. Tell us what's going on, Steve. She's going through the change. Yeah, first time I've actually listened to your show and uh, the advice you guys are giving is just incredible. It's Thank so you. positive. Well, thanks, Steve. I'm going to be here every single night, Monday through Friday, 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 10 Eastern. So... Thank you for joining the Sex with Emily family. Yeah, so, like, my wife is 55, and she's, at least in my opinion, she's going through the change. She stopped the menstrual cycle the whole bit. Menopause and, is the change that we're talking about. Okay. Yeah, so we're, uh, like, she's she's got a, a, a beautiful build. Link, neither one of us are overweight. Um, you know, so we've got the physical attraction. She, uh, yeah, just, she's not into it. Like, I'm worse now than I was when I was 18. And Worse she, now or uh, better now? You have more desire, you mean, than when you were 18. <laughs> yeah, I'm a nutball. But, uh, you know, um, when we when we do, which is like three or four times a year, it's really, you know, falling off. Um, when we do, like, she does the whole female ejaculation thing, and mm-hmm. like after 10 minutes, she's, she's wiped out. She's spent. Mm-hmm. And what, like, how, I don't know what it is that, I'm not getting angry at it. I don't fight with her or anything like that. Right. We're very, very close. We love each other to pieces. But I just, I don't know how to handle right. the change, how to handle her right. being. And it's not that she, you know, like emotionally she wants to. It's physically she's just not in. Right. I mean, there's a lot of change that happens with women. You know, she could be, you know, her desire drops and she might feel, you know, more dry. There could be more pain. There's a lot of things that can happen with women as they go through menopause, she might not even really know. So I think, is this something that you guys are actually talking about together? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We've discussed it several times. Like, And again, without any anger or anything like That's that. That's great. No, like, it sounds like it's it's healthy communication. So I think that, again, there's something about, you know, for women, and it's true, like there, it does change over our lifetime. There's different times in our life where we want sex more than others. But you know, she your age as well? She's in her 50s, 52 years old? She's 55, I'm Okay. Yeah, you know, it's like, it's 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 these, you know, ebbs and flows of our sex life. So I would think that maybe you guys have to change, I would suggest that you change the way you guys are looking at your sex life. So it's not so much about, you know, you're going, you know, penis and vagina sex and it's the traditional way. There might be, you know, using toys or playing with each other, maybe more foreplay, giving her more time to, to kind of warm up and to, to feel good and to find other things that might really, you know, Make, so, because I, I think it's important for her to keep her her pilot light lit to continue to feel sexual, even when her body might not be telling her that. And I love that you're not like shaming and blaming her, but I think she might have to get to know herself again at this stage in her life. Yeah, and I would also encourage you guys to share appreciations with each other every day. Something a sexual appreciation or an intimate appreciation. I really appreciate how you know your how the shape of your body it could even be, or I really appreciate how you give me a hug every night before I go to bed, or I really appreciate how you smell when I wake up next to you, and start to just. Um, 
because I imagine that with going through menopause, like your self-image and your self-esteem and all of these things start to change for women. And so I know that just feeling like you are a sexual being and being able to be allowed to be seen as sexual and being talked about like through sexuality and not necessarily just wanting to have sex would be such an important piece of this equation as well. Yeah, that, you know, that's something that I have always done. Like, she's a pretty girl, right. and I, and you know, we're we're not uh, Bible thumper people, but we we are Christian, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tell her all the time, you know, she's pretty. She's got a, a very nice behind, and <laughs> I want her. To know, yeah, you know, she's she's got all the stuff in all the right places. Right. And it, I let her know, and I want her to feel like she's still the hottest babe for me and right. I, you know I believe that right? yeah sounds like you're doing that so it just might have to be like you know there's other ways now to kind of look at sex it could and it doesn't have to be just intercourse it mm-hmm. could be that you guys are sensually connecting so intimacy isn't just about the sex and the intercourse it could be about touching sensual massage taking class together like dancing class or going to hear music or cooking or like doing something that enhances intimacy and not just in the sexual realm because you'll find that that could build it in other ways and we find yourself going back to the sex anyway. So trying different things in different areas of your relationship. You know, that would make taking you Taking a massage class. I, take I a always massage, love that. I love that. Take a, you can take one online, a sensual massage course, and she's still feeling like, so you guys are still connected, but it's not as much pressure. So this, the massage course you can do online? Yeah, there's a lot of different courses you can find online. You live in Canada. You might live near a cool sex toy store that have it. I would just like... Google it. We could put some, I don't know if we have anything on the site, but there are ways that you guys could learn to kind of please each other. So we wow. could put some What's your guys' website? Oh, you can uh, find everything. At, and what if we, we probably have stuff on the site. I'm sure sexwithemily.com. We've got a lot of information up there and ways that you could find to um, please her. So I think couples taking a course together is a great way to go. Thank you so much, Steve, for calling in. And welcome to the show. I look forward to hearing from you and let me know how it goes. Thanks for calling Sex with Emily. All right, you guys, call us 888-94-STARS. That's 888-947-8277. All right, one more call before break. Let's go to Jim. He's 31 in Indiana, and he says his girlfriend has a platonic sugar daddy. Mm. Okay. Hey, Jim. Hi. Hi. Yeah. How's it going? <laughs> I'm good. All right, platonic so, sugar daddy. Like, Tell me more. Yeah. Okay, so he's an older guy. She told me this before we got real serious. She's like, look, I want to be up front, and I want to tell you that I started seeing this guy. So we met at a strip club. She was a waitress, but um, she didn't do that anymore. But she said she met this guy, he's older. He's, I don't know if it's a performance issue he can't, or I mean, she said she went into it. She didn't think she was ever going to have to you know, essentially sell her services like that. Mm. But it's just, um, you know, like, so last weekend she spent Friday and Saturday with him. And, you know, like, I had to just see her Sunday kind of thing. So it's kind of like I'm sharing her. Right. Okay. So that doesn't feel really good to you. I can, are you guys in a committed relationship? We've been seeing each other for a couple months. I mean, like, really great connection, everything else. Like, sex is awesome. Like, great personality we get along we click uh, okay. you know so all, what's everything the, else works. okay so what is the question then how do you what do i i mean if, i i haven't told her i mean i can't i don't feel like i can give her an ultimatum because this guy you know gives her a lot of money for mm-hmm. 
her time and you know she i mean i don't know what do i i mean i understand I, it doesn't feel great. yeah I think that, you know, I think it's okay to let her know that you're having feelings around this and that you're not going to give her an ultimatum, but it's hard not to see you, you know, for you not to see her on the weekends because you really love spending time with her. You love your sex life, you know, and and just kind of see what she says to that. I mean, maybe she's ready as well to kind of like turn towards a relationship. How long did you say you've been with her? Right around two months. Oh, two months. Okay, so it's still fairly new, but still early. yeah, it's still early. So I understand it's kind of tricky right now. A few months in to kind of say stop doing this. This guy's paying your rent and buying you those nice shoes and all those things. It's hard because yeah. you don't. So I think it's okay to let her know how it makes you feel. You understand why she's doing it, but it's you know it's two months in. So I think um, this has been her lifestyle for a while. But you also get to right. choose now if this is something that you're comfortable with. So I think letting her know that I'm developing feelings for you, I really like spending time with you, and this is uncomfortable for me because I actually just want to spend more time with you. So you right. could create a schedule too so you know when you're going to see her so you don't feel like she's abandoning you or leaving you for someone else. You could just kind of say like, then you know, like I'm seeing her Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, but I won't see her on Friday. You know, so you have more, you have more structure around it. Yeah, we, that's what we do. I mean, I see her Sundays and then, you know, well, usually it's one or two nights during the week as well. But, you know, I work a normal Monday through Friday shift, so it's kind of hard, you know, Sunday you go out and you have a good time and you can't, you know, you got to be I up know, at 6 o'clock. A... You don't get to like sleep in or right. wake up and wake up. You got to go to work right away. Right. And another thing that may be kind of bothering me probably is the fact that it, and I do, we do go out and have a good time when we're together and I, we go to nice places and have drinks and eat dinner and that's like, but you know, I can't, I'm not just going to give somebody a thousand dollars. I, I don't, I'm not going to be. Well, I don't think she she's, she yeah, fine. I mean, that's the other thing is she's probably not asking you for that. I don't, I mean, I don't think so. And I don't think that you have to expect that. Like, I don't think that, that that's just an assumption that she's going to skip from, from, hey, you know, I'm going to go from one sugar daddy to the next. So that's an assumption on your part that you're not comfortable with. But I don't think that that's really where she's going here. It sounds like she really does like you. And she's being honest with you. I love that she's being honest with you, that she's in this kind of relationship. It's still early on. So I think that the the more open communication you have with her about your feelings and to stay away from the blaming, shaming, ultimatums, you guys are going to be good. So just keep talking, keep up the intimacy and see where it goes. Thank you so much, Jim, for calling. And thank you so much, Jamie Waxman, for being here with me. Thanks, Emily. This was really fun. Yeah. Yay, Let's Jamie do it Waxman. again. We are going to do it again. Um, you guys can find Jamie uh, Waxman. You can find her at the Center for Healthy Sex and at waxmansextherapy.com. We all need sex therapists. I'm so glad you're here on this earth, Jamie. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Let me know how you enjoy the series show. And just so you know, our podcasts aren't going anywhere. We'll still be releasing podcasts every week. Thanks to my amazing team, Ken, Sarah, producer, Jamie, and Michael. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. The Big O. Everyone's always asking me about it. How do I get there? Or I've never had one. Or I can only have it on my own. Some people are like, I can only have it when I'm sleeping, Emily. That is actually a thing. You guys, but here's the thing about sex. It's not so linear and it shouldn't only be focused on orgasms. What about your pleasure? What about intimacy? What about finding other ways to feel good? I just want you all to think about sex differently because there's a lot more to healthy sex than just orgasms. However, I'm not saying orgasms aren't amazing. I mean, they are. You see, I can't guarantee you orgasms, but I can give you some tools to help you along the way. Thanks to adamandeve.com because they want to get you there too with their big 
O-Kit. It comes with a great little mini vibe, plus a special Climax gel that gets everything extra tingly. It's a great combo for some amazing pleasure. But also, they want to give you more than the big O. You can also get 50% off one of your items and free shipping. I mean, have you been to adamandeve.com? They have so many toys, like literally every product you'd want, they have. All you have to do is use code EMILY at checkout, and all the above can be shipped discreetly to your door. So while I can't promise you an orgasm, I can promise you a whole lot of pleasure and at least one big O. So check it out. You'll get 50% off almost any single item, free shipping, and the free big O kit. Head over to adamandeve.com and enter code EMILY at checkout. 